0: Covenant is here again. Join host Pastors Adama and Zama Segbeji for Covenant 2019 with the theme Let My Covenant People Go, with special guest speakers, Pastors Taiwo and Nomti Orekoya from the Fountain of Life Church, Lagos, Nigeria. Guest artists include Lydia Cobbs, Victory Voices, and Vine Song. Dates are 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night. The venue is the Karis Center, West Green Drive, Crawley, West Sussex, RH117EL. Call 07938-494-294 or email info at solutionchapel.org. The website for more information is solutionchapel.org. Again, that's the 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night at the Karis Center. Don't miss Covenant 2019 let my covenant people go the solution word with pastor adama segbeji pastor adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of christ excel his aim to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations in this message you will learn
1: we have an advocate remember who an advocate is a pleader someone who is pleading on your behalf someone who is who is 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 talking on your behalf he said but if anyone sins we have an advocate guess who with the father now the father here is the judge what is the consequence of sin death Jesus in our midst. we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, let's give Jesus some praise. And let's please be seated. Tell you one thing God told me many years ago, God said to me, I will never mismanage your life. You know that song we've just sung, it says he is a good, good father. That's who he is. That's his nature. His nature is kindness, his nature is love, his nature is goodness. That's his nature. He can't change. That's his nature. I told you the story of uh, a crocodile before. And uh, a monkey made a deal with a crocodile to take him across the river. Because the monkey wanted to cross from one end of the river to the other side. And so they made a deal, and the deal was that the crocodile was not gonna eat up the monkey. And the monkey asked the crocodile to promise several times. And the crocodile promised that I will not eat you up. I'll take you to the end of the river. And so the monkey asked, how are you going to transport me? Then the crocodile said, sit jump on my back and when he jumped on his back and they were on the river and going the monkey started shouting and complaining that his scales were pricking him and the crocodile said there is nothing i can do about that it's my nature the skills that is pricking you is part of me, that's my nature. He said, as for that one, I can't change it. I've come to announce to someone, God's nature is love. God's nature is kindness. God's nature is mercy. God's nature is goodness. It doesn't matter what's happening. He is perfect In all his ways. Not some, all. In how many of his ways? Is it some of his ways? He's perfect in all his ways. You might not understand it. But he is perfect. You might think that you are in an imperfect situation. But in your thinking that you are in an imperfect situation. He wants you to know that he is perfect in all his ways. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I said amen. Why don't we give this good God a good shout, a good praise in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, are you ready for the word? Okay, uh, tonight I just feel that we pray a little bit, so I'll try and rush through my teaching, even though this is a very important teaching, I'll try and rush through it, and then we can take some time to pray, amen? Hallelujah. Something unusual is going to happen today. You know, God is going to do the unusual in our midst today in the name of Jesus. John chapter 14, verse 26. And I'll be reading from the Amplified Bible. John chapter 14, verse 26. And for your information, the book of John is in the New Testament. I read. This is Jesus speaking. He said, but the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit, Amen. whom the Father will sent in my name, in my place to represent me and to act on my behalf. He will teach you all things Amen. and he will help you remember everything that I have told you. Amen. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. Tonight, I want to teach on what I have titled, The Holy Spirit, Our Advocate. The Holy Spirit, Our Advocate. So far, we have looked at the Holy Spirit, Our Comforter. We have looked at the Holy Spirit. Sorry, we have looked at the Holy Spirit, Our Helper. We have looked at the Holy Spirit, Our Comforter. Today, we are looking at the Holy Spirit our advocate, hallelujah. Why? Because he is our advocate. One of the dangers in the in the modern day church is assumption. Many people assume they know something that they don't know. That's why the Bible says in the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6 it says, My people are perished or destroyed for lack of knowledge. So it's important for us not to assume. And please understand, one of the key functions of every relationship is knowledge. What you know about someone determines your relationship with them. That's why the Bible says to men, dwell with your wives according to knowledge. Why? Because knowledge is very important. We have to know our wives, not only that, we have to understand how they behave and how they operate because every woman by herself is a knowledge machine. Yeah. If you don't know, I'm telling you now. Because you could have bought her a nice present yesterday and today she will tell you you never buy me anything. (laughs) But you only bought her something yesterday. You could have taken her out for a meal last month and she she would say, we've been married for 12 years. You've never taken me out for any meal. And now, if you don't have knowledge and don't understand this wife that God has given you, You say, but I only took you out yesterday in an angry manner. Are you following me? That's what the Bible says. We must dwell with our wives according to knowledge. The same is true when it comes to the Holy Spirit. We can only know the Holy Spirit by knowledge. By knowledge. And what kind of knowledge? Knowledge about him. About him. Now, the sad truth is most of the time, many people relate with people based on a second-hand knowledge of the person. Somebody told you something about someone and because now you are friends with that person, that knowledge that was passed on to you by someone is still playing in your mind thinking that this person is like that. So knowledge is very important. That's why Jesus said, but the but the helper. Why is it different on that? Is it, is it amplified Bible? But the helper. Where is the helper? Okay. It's, okay. Mine here says helper. And there it says the comforter. Where's the saying? <laughs> wow <laughs> it says, but the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the Holy Spirit is our advocate. So quick question we want to ask is who is an advocate? Who is an advocate? An advocate is a person who publicly supports or recommends a particular cause or policy. The cause there is not C-O-U-R-S-E. The cause there is C-A-U-S-E. An advocate is a person who publicly supports or recommends a particular cause or policy. Number two, an advocate is a person who pleads on someone else's behalf. A person who pleads on someone else's behalf. Number three, an advocate is a pleader in a court of law. Example, a lawyer. An advocate is a pleader in a court of law. Example, a lawyer. So, the Holy Spirit is our advocate. That means the Holy Spirit is our lawyer. Not only that, that means the Holy Spirit is our pleader. He is always pleading on our behalf. One of his major assignments to Christians is to advocate on our behalf. To stand as a lawyer on your behalf. Now, I want you to picture this. This is very important. I want you to picture this. Assuming you have been taken to court and in that court, there is a judge. The judge probably represents the state or the government or the nation. And then there is... You have a lawyer, right? And then there is a defense attorney, right? Or a defense lawyer. And then let's say that case uh, is a big case so juries are involved. A jury is involved. Let's say there are about 30 juries. Now, Whatever crime you have committed and you know that you did not commit this crime, for instance, let's just say that, I mean, I'm just using an example, that you were somewhere and all of a sudden, you saw someone being stabbed with a knife and then that person the knife is still in them and they are crying for help and then they come towards you or you run towards them and there's no one there You're, and it's dark, it's, the place is dark and then all of a sudden you go helping that person your hand is on the knife about to take it out from that person and then all of a sudden a policeman comes, shines their light on you and they see your hand on the knife. guess what will happen? They will say without any shadow of doubt you committed that crime. Is that correct? Now, so if you are going to be uh, uh, you, if you are going to be to be able to get yourself out of that case, you need a very good lawyer. Let's say a lawyer who probably has, has defended such a case and won. And you know such lawyers, their fees are very high. Extremely high. There is technically a case ongoing right now in Australia. A Christian rugby player has been suspended. We don't want to go into detail. Uh, he started raising funds to to defend his case against the Rugby Union of Australia. And he went on GoFundMe to raise funds. And he was able to raise, I think about $750,000. And then all of a sudden they pulled the plug on his GoFund because they were against, obviously there are some people at the background who were pulling strings. So his, his his GoFund account was pulled down. Now the Christian council, the Christian union in that country took upon themselves to help this guy because he wanted to raise, I think, $5 million. And so they took the case upon themselves and decided to raise $2 million. And within three days, the whole of Australia and people from around the world, almost 20,000, has raised over $2 million. Now, this case has become popular because he is going to hire a lawyer who is very expensive because he made a statement on a social media that had different people involved. But one group of people have decided to pull the plug on this guy. I said all this to say that the reason why he's raising so much money for this case is because it's a very delicate case. And to get the best lawyer, it will cost you a lot of money. So let's assume that just as the policeman sees you and Everything was recorded. A video image is there. You need a good lawyer to defend you in this court of law. To prove that you were not the one who put the knife in that person. Isn't that right? And so, you have your lawyer. There's a defense lawyer. There's a judge. There are juries and everything. And they present the case. They watch the video and all the evidence towards you all everything they have collected everything is against you and you know that you didn't commit this crime you know you were just trying to help this person now I want you to picture that that's what Jesus did for us 2000 years ago The Bible says every handwriting of evil was against us. Every evil handwriting was against us. What are some of the evil handwritings? Sickness, disease, poverty, depression, and so on and so forth. They were all against us. But the Bible says something very powerful. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2 verse 15. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 in the New King James Version. That's the version I'll be reading for all the scriptures now. The Bible says, look at what Jesus did. Jesus, our advocate, or the Holy Spirit, our advocate. He says, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. How did this happen? Jesus needed to go to the cross, defend our case, plead on our behalf, die on the third day, go to hell, take the keys, all the evil handwritings against you and I, take the key, the keys of authority, the keys of life and death, take that key from the devil and publicly show you and I that he defeated the devil so that now we can live a triumphant life. Are you following what I'm saying? So irrespective of the prevailing circumstances, irrespective of what the policemen saw, irrespective of what was recorded, you have an advocate and his name is the Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit, when he stands, the Bible says that he knows the thoughts and the intents of man. Hebrews chapter 4, verse verse 12, puts it this way. Look at how the Bible puts it. Very important. Hebrews chapter 4, Verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is the designer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. So that means the Holy Spirit It's able to discern the thoughts, the hearts, the marrows, the joints. It can can discern what is going on in everybody's mind. And the Holy Spirit is able to discern between the word, between the soul, between the spirit. It's a thin line, but he's able to discern it. As a matter of fact, before you think it, he's already discerned it. He knows it before you think it. Can you see the advocate we are talking about? If you don't know anything about this advocate, you see, all the benefits he has for you, you won't won't be able to access it you'll not be able to access it. I was showing my wife something today. We were somewhere and there was a travelator and then there's a place to walk. And then we started walking, not on the travelator. And then I said to her, see, the Holy Spirit makes help available for us as Christians, but most of the time we ignore the help and we try to do it by our own strength. And those who get on the travelator at the same time as we started walking in line, they got to the end before we got to even a quarter. Because the travelator aids your step. That's what the Holy Spirit is there for. He helps us. He comforts us. He advocates for us in life. But if you don't know his functions, he will not benefit you he will not benefit you. We have to come to the point where we trust the Holy Spirit as our only source of advocate. Amen. Matthew chapter 10 from verse 16 to 20. Matthew chapter 10 from verse 16 to 20. Listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said, Behold, I send you out a sheep in the midst of wolves, Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Now, somebody said, God is very wicked. You know, wolves number one meat is sheep. Why are you sending me into the midst of wolves? Jesus said, Behold, I send you out as a sheep in the midst of wolves. In other words, your assignment is in the middle of wild wolves as a sheep. But guess what? He said the sheep will not be able to eat you up. Because he says, even though I'm sending you as a sheep in the midst of wolves, he said, therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. In other words, in the, midst of the, in, in the midst of these wolves, he'll give you wisdom Amen. to be able to operate effectively Amen. without them eating you up. Amen. Verse 17, it says, beware of men. When we were young, we see on people's gates, beware of dogs. I think we need to start putting... Beware of men on our doors now. Because I'm telling you, those dogs are not as wicked as men. Some men, not all men. Jesus said, beware of men. For they will deliver you up to the councils and scourge you in their synagogues. Scourge you in their synagogues. I was somewhere and they were telling us about how Hitler killed 86,000 Jews. 86,000. And currently in that country, four years ago, according to statistics, there are only 1,000 Jews. Isn't that right? But some time ago, he killed 86,000 from that same country. And he thought he was doing God a favor. Have you not seen Christians persecuting you, a Christian, and they think they are doing God a favor? But listen to what Jesus said, verse 18. He said, you will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how. what you should speak for I will be given to you in that hour what you should speak in that very hour. Have you been arraigned before a court and you don't know what to say? You don't know the terms, you don't know the court Words you don't know or maybe you've been brought before somebody has lied against you and they've brought you before a council or a disciplinary committee and you're wondering what am I going to say? These people wanted to eat me up. They are wolves. I'm a sheep. Jesus said I'll give you wisdom. I'll give you a wisdom that your enemies will not be able to understand. And that's my prayer for you today. Amen. Look at verse 20. It says, for it is not you who speak, but the, but the spirit of your father Amen. who speaks in you. Amen. That's the work on a, of an advocate. Oh, yeah. He chooses the right words for you. And you come out of that court smiling and say, what did I say? He spoke through you. He spoke through you. He spoke in you. He became your advocate. He became your mouthpiece. My prayer for us is that we'll allow the Holy Spirit to be our advocate. Husbands sometimes you have to let the Holy Spirit be your advocate. It's not wisdom to always want to be the one having the last word. Marriage is not a a competition who should have the last words where there's arguments going on and then And then you go and mark after every argument. On the 27th of June, I had the last word. On the 28th of February, I had the last word. That's no wisdom. Sometimes you have to let your wife have the last word. Remember, women have more words than men anyway. Always remember that always that's wisdom sometimes the Holy Spirit will speak will manifest and speak through my wife gently and I'll listen sometimes I don't listen and then she'll say I told you so (laughs) but always remember not to tell your husband I told you so (laughs) The Holy Spirit is our advocate. Jesus Christ, our advocate, shows us how he advocates on our behalf. First John chapter 2 from verse 1 to 5. The Bible says, my little children, these things are right to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone, oh this is very powerful. It says, but if anyone. Now, he's writing these things to us so that we may not sin. But he says, but if anyone should sin. First John chapter two, verse one. It said, but if anyone, if anyone sins, not will sin, If anyone sins, he says, my little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. Are you getting it? But he made made room knowing very well that you are going to sin. He said, I've written this to you so you will not sin. But then he went forth to say that, but if anyone sins, we have an advocate. We have an advocate. Remember who an advocate is? A pleader. Someone who is pleading on your behalf. Someone who, is, who is, is, is talking on your behalf. He said, but if anyone sins, we have an advocate. Guess who? With the father. Now the father here is the judge what is the consequence of sin? Death. Death. Sin, there means you have missed the mark. And once you miss the mark, you have to be punished. So he said, now if we miss the mark, if we sin, we have an advocate with the one who is supposed to punish us. We have an advocate with the judge. And this advocate, his name is Jesus Christ, the righteous. Oh, this is powerful. Now, because he is righteous, there is no sin in him. Are you getting this? Jesus Christ, the righteous. I preached a message three or four years ago on Jesus Christ, the righteous. Right? Please go and Google it. It's it's available on our podcast. When you go home today, Google that message, Jesus Christ the righteous. It'll really bless you so that we can understand the work of Christ for us. So he said, My little children, these things are right to you so that you may not sin. But just for just for for argument's sake, if anyone sins we have an advocate with the father. And that advocate, his name is Jesus Christ, and his standing is righteousness. Yeah. two, story says that, and he himself, oh, this is lovely, this is powerful. He himself is the, now, Jesus Christ, the righteous, It says, he himself is the prop.'" Propitiation, I have to pronounce it one by one so you can get it. He is the propitiation for our sins. The word propitiation means sacrifice. Now, instead of you being punished, he becomes your propitiation. He takes your place. Oh, this is powerful. If Christians will understand this, they will be free you will be so free. You will enjoy your Christian life because Jesus has already made provision for us. So he said, and he himself is a propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. That's why we don't point a using fingers. You know, a few days ago I was praying because the world is shifting goalposts. I was praying and asking God, what is the solution to this sin? These days everybody is calling themselves, I stand for this, I'm this. Things that used to be sins now is, is popular opinion. So I was praying and asking God, what is the solution to all of this? then the answer was and is and will forever be the answer is the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world of sin. Listen church, it's not our place to convict the world of sin. The Holy Spirit's responsibility is to convict the world of sin. So all we have to do is let the world know about this Holy Spirit and then the conviction of sins is done. That's why in this church we don't preach about sins. We preach about the Holy Spirit. Once you, once you have the Holy Spirit he would take the desire for sin away. You see, because the Holy Spirit and sin cannot be... Once you have the Holy Spirit in you, he would take the desire for sin away. How many of you ate in the house before you came to church? Don't worry. Good. Wonderful. Wonderful. Wonderful oh let me see again how many of you ate okay now those of you who ate before you came were you full in the house were you very full did you eat enough don't be shy did you eat enough Somebody's wondering, where is pastor taking this now did you eat enough food were you full excellent now Now that you've just come from your house and you're full. If I put food in front of you now and I say eat, will you eat it? Who who said you'll eat? After you are full, full, full. That there's no more space for any other food. Will you still eat? Wow, we have some very people who love food in this church. Praise God. Hallelujah. Will you, will you still eat? No. Unless you have full, full stomach. There are some people who eat and don't get full. But when you are full, full, there is no more space to eat. Right? Will you eat? You won't eat. You will say no. So listen, the work of the Holy Spirit is to convict the world of sin. When the Holy Spirit is in you, like you eating that food and you are full, you will not have appetite for any other food, because you are already full and so one of the works of the Holy Spirit is to fill you he fills you, so he fills you, the more he fills you, the more of less of the world oh thank you Jesus Jesus I I wish I can demonstrate this right here so you can get this picture. I'm going to ask a very interesting, anybody have a a ball or something? Any any plastic? Anything plastic? Is there a ball? Is there anything plastic? No, a ball. I'm looking for something that will fit a table tennis or a, a plastic, rubber, rubber. Let's see. Can I just have a, No, something that that can float. Yeah, that plastic. Just rip a few for me. Just rip a few bits, two or three. I want to show you something. I want to show you something very important and see how the Holy Spirit functions. Can I get one or two more, please? So let's say, now this is the desires of the world, right? Desires of the world. Let's let's categorize them. Last of the eyes, last of the flesh, pride of life. 3. Yeah, that's this is fine. Three different scene category that's in the world. What are they again? Last of the eyes, last of the eyes, last of the flesh, and then the third one is pride of life. There's a three categories of sin. Every sin comes under these three. Follow me carefully. Now, I hope you guys will, will not eat me up because I'm going to make your carpet wet. Now, this is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a type of water. It's a type of water. According to Isaiah chapter 44 verse 3 in the Amplified Bible, The Holy Spirit is a type of water. He waters our seed. Isaiah 44, verse 3, very important, is a type of water. Quick, quick, quick. Let me just show you this quickly, and then we'll move to my illustration. It says, for I will pour water on him who is thirsty, right? And floods on the dry ground. I'll pour my spirit on your descender. Now look, it says, I'll pour water. And then the next thing, it says, I'll pour my spirit. So the water there is the spirit, the Holy Spirit. So when this is you, you are the cup. So let's say before you give your life to Christ, you are full of lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. You are full of them to the overflow. And now when the Holy Spirit comes, Look at what he does. Every day you pray, Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, move me now. Make my life whole again. Spirit, so look at what's happening. He's filling you, right? What's coming out? Yeah. Yeah. It's overflowing, but something else is coming out. The last of the the flesh is out. Last of the eyes is out. Pride of life is out. Now you are full of what? The Holy Spirit. Do you see how the Holy Spirit operates? So your responsibility is to get more of the Holy Spirit to fill you. Yes, you might be struggling with uh, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. Don't worry. Just get more of the Holy Spirit. Come to church every Sunday. Come to church every Thursday. Read your Bible every day. Pray every day. And as you do that, the Holy Spirit fills you to the overflow. And the next time we see you, there will be no more lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. The next time we see you, you are full of what? Of you are full of what? You are full of what? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Amen. So the church's responsibility is to teach on the Holy Spirit. To get us so that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Did you receive that? Why don't you give Jesus some praise? Hallelujah. So, verse two of, um, thank you, verse two of first John chapter two. It says, and he himself is a propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Yeah. Verse 3, it says, now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whosoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected In him, and by this we know that we are in him. Hallelujah. Finally, as we close, I want us to look at a a classic case study of the Holy Spirit being our advocate, how he operates. Are you getting something out of this? Now, remember, I, I started when I started teaching this, I said, I want you to start praying one line prayer lines. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, comfort me. Now, so the third one we are going to add is, Holy Spirit, you are my advocate. Are you following me? Now, you might not say, oh, but I don't have any, any court case. I don't have any problems. There's nothing wrong with, my father would say, there's nothing wrong with putting more meat in the soup. More meat does not spoil the soup. Are you following what I'm saying? More meat does not spoil the soup. So, so we're going to look at a classic case study of how the Holy Spirit is our advocate. How he advocates for us. How he fights for us even when we are not there. How in, the, in places and in corridors of power he's advocating on our behalf. In the name of Jesus. 2nd Kings chapter 8 from verse 1 to 6. 2nd Kings chapter 8 from verse 1 to 6. I read. It says, then, then, then spake Elisha unto the woman, whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise and go thou and thine household and sojourn whosoever thou canst. Sojourn, for the Lord has called for a famine, and it shall also come upon the land even seven days. Seven Sorry, seven years. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I want you to get something very important here. This woman that. The Bible is talking about here. She was the woman who uh, said, Now I perceive that this is a holy man of God. Are you following me? And she built Elisha a story building, remember that? And this woman didn't have a son. And Elisha said to her, Next year, by this time, according to the time of life, you'll have a child. And the woman said, oh, man of God, don't lie to me. My husband is very old. But the following year, it happened exactly. And then after the boy grew up, you know what happened? The boy died, remember? And when the boy died, this woman took the boy and went and put him on the same bed that Elisha was sleeping on every time he comes there. And I've always said that Everything you give to the kingdom of God, you are actually giving for your generations yet unborn. There is nothing you do for God that is to benefit God. Everything you do for God is to benefit you and generations after you. Say amen to that. So now at this point, there's going to be famine in the land. So because this woman has been careful to look after Elisha, Elisha tells this woman, "Leave that country, because there's going to be seven years of famine. Leave you and your own household. leave." Are you following me? Verse two. the Bible says that, "And the woman arose and did after the saying of the man of God." Now it's, a, it's one thing to hear an instruction, and it's one thing to follow the instruction. Many Christians want the benefits of God's blessing but they don't want to follow instruction. I say if God God wants he will he will let me stay. God says leave. There's farming coming. Leave. I love the woman so the Bible says that she got up and left according to the word of the man of God. She went with her household and dwelt in the land of the Philistines for 7 years. For 7 years verse 2. Verse 3, the Bible says that, and it came to pass after seven years' end that the woman returned. This is a woman who followed strict and specific instructions. Exactly after seven years, the Bible says that she returned according to the instruction given to her by Elisha. She returned out of the land of the Philistines. And she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. Now, don't forget, this woman was very wealthy. So we are not talking about one tiny piece of land and one tiny piece of house here. So by the time she left, encroaches have occupied her house and her land. People have scorched their patch on her, her land. I don't know who is perching on your property they are removed today amen. any demonic entity encroaching on that which God has assigned for you they are removed now amen. say a good amen. amen I said they are removed now amen. so they are encroached on her property. They had encroached on her house and on her land because she went for seven years. It's like a, a country I know. If you buy a land and you don't build on it, somebody will take the land. <laughs> they sell one land to four different people. God have mercy on that country. <laughs> I don't want to mention the name. The 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 country. The, its alphabet starts with uh, G. There are many Gs. There are many. There are many countries that starts with G. <laughs> we don't want to even start with a country that's with uh, N. No, we don't want to go to N. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Before you come, somebody say, It's my land. Somebody, ten people show up and say, The same land belongs to them. Isn't human beings wicked? How can you sell one land to ten different people? Wickedness. May God deliver us from wicked people. Amen. Say a good amen. amen. So when she returned, people had encroached her land, they had encroached her farm. They had encroached a house. Remember, she was a very wealthy woman. Verse 4. The Bible says, Oh, this is powerful. The Bible says, verse 4, and the king talk with Gehazi. Gehazi, now the king is a type of God. Gehazi is a type of the Holy Spirit oh thank you Jesus Gehazi here represents our advocates the Holy Spirit our advocate so now the Bible says then and the king talked with Gehazi the servant of the man of God saying tell me I pray thee all the great things that Elisha had done now look at what's happening here they are talking about somebody else Elisha had done great things. That's why it's so important that your name is associated with doing great things for the Lord and for his people. Somebody will be asking about you this week. Somebody will be asking about you this month. Somebody will be asking about you this year. In corridors of power, they'll be asking about the great things you have done in the name of Jesus. Don't give up on the good things you're doing. You don't know. You might not know when your help is coming. You might not know when your breakthrough is coming. You might not know when your promotion is coming. Don't stop doing the good you are doing. Verse five. The Bible says that and it came to pass as he was telling the king as Gehazi was telling the king As Gehazi was telling the king how he had restored a dead body to life, that behold, behold means immediately. They were talking about this woman and the Bible says that and behold the woman. to the king for her house and for her land and Gehazi said Lord oh king this is the woman and this is her son whom Elisha restored to life so can you get a picture of what's happening here the king is asking about Elisha Gehazi is talking about Elisha Talking about how Elisha raised this woman's woman's son back to life and all the great things. And once they were talking about the woman, the woman came from exile, she came from the Philistine, she came from seven years of everything she's lost. And the moment she came to the court of the king, the advocate, the advocate. The advocate, the advocate, the advocate was pleading her cause for her. That's why the Holy Spirit is our advocate. He's our advocate. He's pleading your cause for you. He's taking care of that situation. He's winning that case for you. The advocate is pleading on your behalf. Somebody will say, it's a coincidence. No, there are no coincidences in the kingdom of God. This is what we call divine timings. Somebody is here, your time has come. Your divine time has come. Your Cairo moment has come. Your Cairo season has come. You don't know how, but the advocate, the advocate, the advocate, he's advocating on your behalf. Gehazi said, My Lord, O King, this is the woman And this is her son Whom Elisha Restored To life There's restoration coming To this house Supernatural restoration God is Going to restore to you The years The years The years Restoration of years Some of us are in places where we thought, "Ah, we started together, but look at them—they've gone ahead of me." But God is about to restore the years because the Advocate is advocating on our behalf, and in in a place of power, in the presence of the King, Gehazi was talking about this woman who has gone into exile for seven years. Can you imagine what would have happened if this woman had not followed the instructions of the man of God? She wouldn't have come back exactly at the seventh year and be at the exact place where they are advocating for her. Verse 6, finally, the Bible says that when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed unto her a certain officer. (laughs) God will appoint unto you certain officers. I release your angelic officers now. Across the world, I release them now. Certain angelic officers, I release them on your behalf now. So the king appointed unto her a certain officer saying, Restore all that was hers and all the fruits of the field since the day that she left the land, even until now. Somebody say, even until now. Look at the level of restoration. Restore all that was hers, and all the fruits of the field. All the fruits of the field. Everything you've worked for over the years. Everything has been restored unto you. In the name of Jesus. All the fruits of the field since that day. The day she left the land. Even until now. In the name of Jesus somebody say the Holy Spirit Spirit, our advocate advocate. say it again the Holy Spirit Spirit, our advocate advocate. say it again the Holy Spirit Spirit, our advocate advocate. did you receive it today let's give Jesus a better praise
0: Covenant is here again. Join host Pastors Adama and Zama Segbeji for Covenant 2019 with the theme, Let My Covenant People Go, with special guest speakers, Pastors Taiwo and Nomthi Orekoya from the Fountain of Life Church, Lagos, Nigeria guest artists include Lydia Cobbs Victory Voices and Vine Song. Dates are 7th through the 9th August 2019 at 7 each night The venue is the Caris Center West Green Drive, Crawley, West Sussex RH117EL Call 07938-494-294 or email info at solutionchapel.org The website for more information is solutionchapel.org Again, that's the 7th through the 9th August 2019 at 7 each night at the Caris Center. Don't miss Covenant 2019. Let my covenant people go.